Howdy, Ty. Sup, bro. Sup. Sup. Welcome, everyone. I'm Jesse. And I'm Tessa. Welcome to the Spooky Soup Podcast. So sometimes I call her Te because that's just the nickname we gave her growing up. Yeah. I've been called Te like my entire life Pretty by much. all my siblings. Yep. Yeah. So even like Chalet, my wife will call you Te and stuff. Yeah. Landon, Landon does it. Yep. Yeah. So if you're wondering, like, who the heck is Te? It's a me. A te. <laughs> a te. A Mario. Uh, how was your week? It was pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, we uh, went on this new hiking trail, Bonneville Glen. Glen. Okay. Yeah. It's really cool. It's nice. uh, it's like right in the middle of Salt Lake, kind of by Westminster. Okay. Over yeah, yeah. there in that fancy area. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. Does it take you through the Hobbitville? No, I wish. <laughs> Have you been through that? Yeah, remember that night we went through it at like 2 a.m.? Well, we didn't go through it. Yeah, we did. We drove so in it, didn't we? We drove in it, but then we quickly turned around. We didn't go actually. We didn't oh. go through it. Because I freaked out and a spotlight turned on and sh- was shown right at my car. <laughs> That's right. So I, I just flipped a Yui and got out of there. So yeah, we didn't really go through it. And I still have yet to go through it. But now you can. It's an open park. Mm-hmm. They've all moved out. Yeah. Now belongs to the city, I believe. Yeah. So. Which is good. Yeah. 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 For all those listening in Salt Lake, there was a, a village for little people. The ho- the homes apparently are little, just like in The Hobbit. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. <laughs> so, yeah. That, I mean, that's just rumor. Once yeah. Once again, haven't been, been through there, but I mean, we could do a whole episode on this. We wanted to. Dude, I'm sure there's so much about it. I know if you like drive your car in and they're like awake, they'll throw rocks at your car, throw eggs at your car. Yeah. Get you to turn around and leave. Bunch of signs that say you're trespassing, turn around now. But it's yeah. a weird place. I definitely was the kind of kid who went there in high school to be like, oh, look how cool I'm here. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I feel really bad for doing that because can you imagine like just trying to live your life mm-hmm. and then all these people drive through and are like, Honking their horns or shining their light in your house, trying to get a reaction. You're just trying to go to bed. Yeah, yeah. I throw rocks. <laughs> <laughs> I have three short-ish Reddit stories today. Oh, spooky! And then you have something good today. Yeah, it better be good. Oh, it's good. They're counting on you. <laughs> I won't let you down. I promise. So I will go first, and then I'm very excited to hear your story. Okay. Cool. Okay. This first one is posted by Reddit user UJP567, and it's titled, I work at an underground lab in the middle of nowhere. I'm a scientist in an underground facility. We specialize in biological and chemical weapons. We were attempting to create a weapon that would induce blindness and testing it on rats when we discovered something interesting. The rats that had just been tested had gone blank behind the eyes. Even as I watched, they began tearing at each other. After a brawl, there was only one rat left standing. It stood surrounded by the bodies of its kin and snarled at me. And then the rodent threw its body against the bars of its cage. I was shocked and horrified to see that the metal appeared to be giving. It creaked and then eventually snapped, sending the little bastard straight at my throat. My first instinct was to duck, causing the insane rodent to smash into the wall behind me. I strained up, 
only to hear the rat shakily moving its body on the tiled floor. It was still alive and charging at me. I grabbed a scalpel from a table nearby and lifted it into the path of the rat. It was quick, clean, and likely painless as the momentum of its jump carried it right into the blade. It dropped to the floor, still twitching, and I looked up. The rest of my team were looking on in fascination. Finally, James said, What was that? We quickly sent for more testing animals and reinforced containment units. More tests were conducted, all with the same result. The animals would become aggressive and try their hardest to break through their containers. Holy crap, Alan said. We have just made a zombie virus. It appears so, I replied. We don't know what we're going to do yet, whether we should inform our higher-ups or just destroy the virus and put an end to this whole thing before it can properly begin. Either way, I'm sure I will have more updates in the future. Until then, however, this is Elise signing off. Uh, (laughs) what? That better not be true. Yeah, that better not be. Here in Utah, there's like this secret internet building. Like everyone knows that it's part of the government. It's in Lehigh. And, but it's so top secret. Like we don't know really what's going on in there. So I'm like super curious. Anyways, I was thinking about that when I was reading this. Yeah. Of course, it's about the internet, not about, you know, doing testing on rats or anything. That's what they want you to think. Yeah, exactly. That's what they want you to think. (laughs) But I was thinking about that. And, but yeah, like. I do not want a zombie zombie virus happening. No. Oh. What was it like 2013 or something when like people were going crazy on bath salts and yeah. eating each other and that was like when people were really being zombies? Yeah. <laughs> that dude like ate the, the guy's Florida. face off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was in Florida. So, scary stuff. Hopefully it's not true. Um Elise, please destroy that. Yeah, please destroy it. And for getting rid of the rat, I suggest dumping it in lye and then spreading the lye over the desert ground so that doesn't get into our waterways because there's nothing out there. Sounds like you've thought about this. Sounds like you should mind your own business. (laughs) (laughs) Psychopath. (laughs) So this is story number two. It's posted by Reddit user prestigiousby9333. It is called The Cursed Chimney. Spooky scary. Spooky scary. My house is rather large, so I used to get lost in it a lot when I was younger. I was terrified of the whirling staircase and winding hallways, especially when I was home alone. This occurred frequently because my dad worked the night shift at a hospital and my mom was a doctor. But I wasn't just afraid of it. I also suffered from schizophrenia. I'd occasionally hear whispers in the walls and see strange beings ducking behind walls and furniture just before I could catch a peek of what they were. One characteristic, though, remained consistent throughout the house. Chimneys. They were scattered all around the house. So when I got really scared, I would hide in them. One late night, I was in my room when I heard a loud crash coming from my living room. I got up to inspect it, but saw nothing except for an opened closet door. I peered inside to see my face on the distorted reflection of a cracked mirror. It startled me for a moment, which prompted me to quickly shut the door, making a slight noise. All of a sudden, I heard the most horrifying voice that I will ever so vividly remember for the rest of my life. It sounded like an old lady whispering in an awfully loud voice, Who is awake so late at night? I was frozen in place, contemplating what had just happened. That's when one command made its way to my brain. Run. And let me tell you, I ran, and I ran fast. 
I was jumping behind every corner before finally finding a chimney to hide in. I stayed there for what felt like an eternity before hearing the same voice from before. This time it said, You are. Uh, no thank you. My head jolted up as I saw the face of an old woman who was pale, had no eyes, no mouth, and long gray hair. But this time I wasn't scared. I was angry. I went back to the same original closet and grabbed my dad's shotgun. I aimed it straight at this weird old woman's head and blasted it clean off. Turns out I was never schizophrenic. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I was like thinking of all these things that could be going on while you're telling the story. Wow. (laughs) Twist ending. Yeah. Wow. So did she kill her grandma? (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm wondering. I was like going up the chimney. That's reverse Santa. First of all, (laughs) grandma got head blown off by a shotgun. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Okay. So this is story number three. It was posted by Reddit user. Top underscore neighborhood underscore 859. And it is titled, Don't Read This. The sun will be up soon. At least, I hope it will. I have been up all night. I can't sleep. Not while he's out there. Last night started the same as most nights for me. I was up late watching TV and scrolling through Reddit horror stories. But around midnight, I received a direct message. It was an invitation to a new subreddit. I figured, why not check it out? To my disappointment, there was only a single post. It read, don't read this. Obviously, I clicked on it. That's when my night took a turn for the worst. The text read, I'm sorry. Once you see him, it's too late. I commented, lame, and was about to move on. But another post popped up from the same user. It was a picture of a house with a single light on upstairs. It was dark, but I immediately recognized it as my house. I started to reply, thinking this must be a prank from a friend, but then I saw it. In the corner of the picture, there was a man standing outside my house. You just make out the silhouette of his head and shoulders. I stepped away from the computer and looked outside my window. I saw him, standing in front of my house, almost completely out of the glow of the streetlights. I stood there for what seemed like a long time, but he didn't move, he just stared up at me. I went back to the keyboard and typed a reply. Okay, you got me. Good one. Who is this? There was a brief pause and a reply. Do you see him? He asked. I typed back. Yes. Is this Jake? The user responded. That means I'm safe. I'm sorry. I wish you the best of luck. No. Before I could reply, the post was deleted. Then the account was deleted. At that point, I was really creeped out. I decided to go outside and confront whoever it was. It was obviously someone I know, or they wouldn't know where I lived. I reached my front door and looked outside. I couldn't see anyone. I cautiously stepped out onto my porch and looked around. I still didn't see anyone. I made my way out to the street and stood right where the man had been. I looked up to my window to get an idea of where the picture had been taken. I walked another five or six feet across the grass and found nobody. On my way back up the steps, I heard leaves rustling in the yard. I stopped and looked around. I still didn't see anyone. I dismissed the noise as the wind, or possibly the neighbor's cat, and went inside. But someone had been there and took the picture, right? I thought to myself. I locked the door once I was inside. As soon as I did, there was a loud knock at the door. I froze. 
I hadn't closed the door more than two seconds ago. Whoever was knocking had been right behind me. There was another loud knock, and I looked out the window to see the man from the picture, but he wasn't standing at the door. He was out by the street again, and not began to form in my stomach. I opened the door, still convinced this was a prank. I tried to yell, Who the heck are you? But the word seized in my throat. It came out a choked yelp instead. I stared at the man, and he stared back at me, but he didn't move. He didn't say anything. He just stood there, patiently waiting. Waiting for what, I wondered to myself. My mouth ran dry with the thought. I closed the door, double-checked the lock. For a moment, I stood there, waiting for another knock, a window to break, maybe even a gunshot, something. Anything from the mysterious stalker outside my house, but nothing. I reached for my phone to call 911. I knew nothing had happened yet, but I would feel better just having the police come by to scare this creep off. But my pockets were empty. I realized I had left my phone on the charger. I began to head up to my room. As I turned the corner to run up the stairs, the hair on the back of my neck began to stand up. I felt him staring at me before I saw him. From where I was, I could see that the back door was wide open. I scanned the room. In the darkness, I could just make out the figure. He was in the house, standing in the kitchen. I ran as fast as I could to my room. I listened for footsteps, chasing me, but I heard nothing. But I knew that didn't mean he wasn't following me. I closed the door and locked it. I grabbed my phone and hid in the closet. I know I should have called 911, but somehow I knew this was the only way. If the hairs on the back of your neck are standing right now, or you have that feeling you're being watched, I'm sorry. But that means I'm safe. Don't look outside your window. Once you see him, it's too late. Uh, it's a little too convenient that I'm right by a window. <laughs> we both are. That was pretty good. That's scary. That was That's cool. like, um, it follows. Have you seen it follows? No, but I know about it. Yeah. Where it like constantly is just walking toward you and you have to try to escape. Scary stuff, dude. Stalkery. Yeah. Stalker scary. I think my favorite is the, uh, the testing one. Because I'm actually very curious to know if it's true or not, which 100% could be true. I'm sure there's yeah. a zombie virus already made. Yeah. The government's like probably not doing anything about it. I'm a no brain expert, but in The Walking Dead, <laughs> <laughs> the CDC guy clearly explains that the virus targets the brain stem. Mm -hmm. So all of your mobility, but not your personality. So it's like, could this happen? Maybe. I have no idea. I mean, we have like, what, nine seasons of The Walking Dead to prep, to prepare us for it. And have we learned nothing? <laughs> We've learned nothing. <laughs> and that show is still going on. I, I stopped watching The Walking Dead, like season two. You know, I watched until like season three. And then I went to Comic-Con and I met the guy that plays Shane. Oh, nice. And I was like... Dude, I loved your character. Shane was my favorite. I kind of stopped watching soon after season three, though. And he was like, yeah, me too. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair. Yeah. yeah. But that's okay because then he went on to play an even better character, The Punisher. Yeah. The Marvel Netflix series. Yeah. So those are good. Well, um, are you spooked? I'm spooked. I'm thoroughly spooked. I'm spooked, too. Okay. <laughs> Get ready to be more spooked. Have at it. All right. So you're actually 
kind of an integral part of why I thought of this story. Mm-hmm. Because you have a lot to do with it. But that'll come at Heck the yeah. end. <laughs> okay. All right, so I'm just going to describe it, and then I'll tell you what it is. Okay. Okay, so tucked just above 12th Avenue in Salt Lake City, it's a luxury condominium complex. It overlooks downtown and all of the valley. So it's called the Meridian, and it was opened in 2007. And life at the Meridian is luxury. You know, that's just the best way to describe it. It's five stories. Uh, It's just everything someone who wants an easy life would want. You know, it's perfect for those who are older and, like, don't want to take care of a yard because there's a concierge, there's a pool, there's a gym. It's just very luxurious. Um, So each condo has a fantastic view of the city, and at night it just lights up with night lights um, and mountains all around. And in the fall, the fields turn to yellow and the surrounding trees just like ignite with the colors of autumn. And in spring, the nearby Capitol building is just engulfed in these like beautiful cherry blossoms. And it's just the most beautiful scenery you could think of. So I want to take a second to describe what this place looks like for our listeners. And for those watching on YouTube, we'll post some pictures so you can see what it looks like. The building is decorated with like an earthy red brick and these enormous, intricately carved white columns made out of stone. Um, It sits on top of a steep hill and it has just mountain peaks as its backyard. It's like the final frontier, pretty much the last stop before you hit the hiking trails and stuff like that. So visitors from 12th Street are greeted with a long very steep staircase that goes up to the entrance of this building. And the unique thing about the staircase is that from 12th Avenue looking up, it looks like it just goes on forever, but at the top, it splits off to the left and to the right, and it goes around this, like, overlook area. So if you're on top, you're, like, looking over the city, and the staircase splits and goes around it and joins at the top. Right. Um... So the architecture is just really cool. The grounds are gorgeous. Um, It almost looks intimidating, though. Okay, here's a good way to describe it. So remember the old Scooby-Doo cartoons? Mm -hmm. In the intro, they'd have, like, the haunted house silhouette on the hill and light up because there'd be a lightning strike and bats would come out. Yeah, That's kind of the vibe it gives off. Cool. Just like this mansion on a hill. Sweet. So... You know, maybe it's not as serene and luxurious as they want you to think. It actually has quite a complex history. So in 1932, um, construction was completed on this building, and it was turned into the original Veterans Administrative Hospital of Salt Lake. Okay. So it housed veterans who served in World War I, World War II, a couple other wars, Um, And the patients who were admitted suffered from tuberculosis, psychiatric, and neurological disorders. So pretty specific type of things were treated there. Right. And then in the mid-60s, the Veterans Hospital, they opened up their other place and primary children's took over. Which now I'm sure is ringing some bells in your head. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Uh, They quickly expanded to house 
the many children in Utah that needed medical care. Um, and by 1966, they had this whole other wing of the hospital finished. It became even more grand and huge. And up until 1990, it served as a children's hospital. Um, later in the 60s, they developed a bunch of tools and like equipment and just they were able to do surgeries there that they weren't able to do before. And then in 1990, the University of Utah built a new children's hospital and all of the patients were taken from the old primary children's and put at the University of Utah. So after that, it just sat dormant for 16 years, mm. totally empty. Yeah. And the old hospital, it sits on top of Capitol Hill. So it just, it's up there. You can't miss it. You drive by it all the time. You might not know what it is, but now it's turned into these luxurious condos. So just thinking about like all the veterans who were there and then all the children who were there who either died from their injuries or just experienced so much pain. It's like all these stories just kind of brood among the people of Salt Lake to concoct like these ghost stories of the asylum on the hill. Sure. Uh, it became quite the hot spot for ghost hunters and ghost enthusiasts like us. Mm-hmm. Uh, just think about it. An old psychiatric hospital that housed soldiers, an old children's hospital. The rumors are sure to flow around. And I remember years ago, <laughs> this is where you come in. Uh, I think I was like six or seven years old. And you, our oldest sister, and I, we just went to the county fair. State fair. State fair. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> so after that, you and our sister decided to take us or take me to the abandoned hospital on the hill <laughs> in the night. Hey, man, I'm a victim just like you. I didn't know she was doing that. <laughs> we have our older sister to blame for us becoming spooky freaks. It's, it's all her fault, even though yeah. she probably doesn't even care. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just remember, like, she pulled up to the curb, and she had this old black sedan, and I remember, like, looking out the window and my eyes were just huge because I could see this, like, looming silhouette of this dark mansion-looking thing on top of the hill. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, just sitting there holding my Frisbee, like, white-knuckling because I was <laughs> so scared. <laughs> uh, that is the only intera- interaction I have with the, uh, with that hospital. I have a very quick memory of that like driving up there and then just looking out and yeah it's exactly like you say like from the scooby-doo intro <laughs> yeah. it's like this black building but i remember like i could see through the windows so it's like they were already in the process of tearing it down well if you look at it now there are windows on both sides so if you go on top of the hill and look down you can see straight through to the valley mm-hmm. so you can totally see like people in their condos mm-hmm. creep but yeah. yeah, that explains it. So, Gross. yeah, I remember we did get out of the car. We walked to, like, the beginning of the staircase that I mentioned earlier. And I think either you or our sister, definitely not me, <laughs> you guys were like, let's go up. <laughs> and I was like, no, <laughs> take me back. <laughs> and I'm just, like, holding on to my little Frisbee this whole time, <laughs> just terrified. <laughs> 
I apologize. I don't remember that part. And you know, like being the youngest, you just kind of go with whatever your older siblings say or you go with them wherever they go. I was not ready for this. Like <laughs> my little six-year-old, seven-year-old brain was like, danger, danger. <laughs> yeah. Well, I apologize. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. It's definitely a core memory for me. I think yeah. about it all the time. Like maybe once a day. Oh. Yeah. So we ruined you. <laughs> In all the best ways possible. <laughs> Fair enough. So the second part of this is that, I don't know if you remember, but I have distinct memories of mom having a friend, or like knowing someone in some capacity who was a night guard at the hospital okay. during its abandoned years. So before it was ever purchased and turned into condos. Yeah, he was a night guard. He'd have these nightly rounds. He'd walk around to all the rooms, just make sure, like, people aren't breaking in because, you know, at that point, all the lore was spread, and so people would go there a lot and just do, like, ghost hunting stuff. You know what teenagers do in a small town. Sure. Yeah. So I remember he would tell stories of how the elevator would go up and down between the floors, and so being his job, he'd go wait at the elevator doors and then the doors would open and no one would be inside. Whoa. Yeah. Creepy. And apparently that happened to him a lot. Uh, he'd also hear kids screaming or laughing. He'd hear footsteps running on the floors above him. And he'd go upstairs to investigate. And of course, no one was ever there. It was just him, a long, dark hallway, and his flashlight. Do you think he actually checked like every room, though? Because if I was in his I position, wouldn't. Yeah, I was, I'd be like, yeah, I'm just going to go back. I'd be go like, back down to my post. <laughs> Whoever you are, cops are on their way. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Knowing full well I didn't call the cops. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I am the cop. Yeah. <laughs> Crap. But yeah, like his one story that really stuck with me, though, uh, the one that mom would tell all the time, is this one night in particular he was doing his nightly rounds. He was walking around the rooms, making sure everything was good. And, you know, he enters this one room, just like all the other hospital rooms, except for sitting on the windowsill. He could see kind of like this moonlit silhouette of a little boy just sitting on the windowsill. And he said he could see the shoes and the socks and the legs like, all the details of that really well, but as he, like, looked further up the boy's body, it became kind of a blur. Like, the details weren't as prominent. And it was just, like, this grayish silhouette just sitting there. And, oh, I got chills. <laughs> but Also, it doesn't help. those. You guys can't hear it, but there's someone singing in the building, and it's going through the walls. And it's, like, it's a guy singing, so it was perfect timing. Perfect timing. <laughs> Yeah, that gave me chills. Yeah. So, yeah, that's just the story of the old hospital. There's not much that's reported online. Mm -hmm. However, I did find this, like, <laughs> I don't even know what it was. Almost like realtor.com kind of thing. Not realtor, though. Mm -hmm. Where they had the apartments listed, and then they were like, keep in mind that this was a veteran's hospital, a children's hospital, and has now been renovated. So if the spooky things happen, that's on you. That's yeah. pretty much what they were saying. Yeah, this place haunted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's awesome. 
You know, like today it just stands as these luxury condos on top of the hill. It's really cool. You can go up there and see the staircase and walk around. Super pretty. But yeah, you know what they say about renovations and paranormal hotspots is when the hammer hits, the ghosts wake up. I have never heard that. That's now awesome. you have. Yeah, that's awesome because it's true. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that place is very, uh, very creepy. Well, not anymore. It's luxurious now, but. From the outside, though, it's still really intimidating. Like, it's just this looming presence on the yeah. top of a hill. Yeah. Oh, it's, I haven't been back since then. I was probably, you were six or seven. That means I was probably 12 or something. Yeah. So that was 18 years ago-ish. So Long time. I've been there in a long time. Yeah. Just go check it out, see how creepy it looks. <laughs> <laughs> or Wait. just go rent. Just go live there. The condos sell for like, Back in 2007 mm-hmm. for like $2 million. So I have oh. no idea what they're worth now. So in the, today's crazy market, they're probably yeah. like 20 million. Yeah, millions and <sighs> millions. Scary. Utah yeah. has some pretty interesting stuff. Yeah. And I feel like only a Utah, because a common theme with Salt Lake is preservation. Mm-hmm. For some reason, that's just like something so many contractors are obsessed with and rightfully so because like the original architecture of salt lake is really cool it's kind of gothic in a lot of ways super pretty so i'm glad that they preserved it and then made it luxurious on the inside but the outside still looks the same essentially yeah it now has balconies that's pretty much what they changed but very creepy yeah yeah that is cool that they do preserve it in some way we went on a ghost tour about a year and a half ago, and they took us to the, oh gosh, I can't remember the name of the building, but it's where the Freemasons meet. In, oh, yeah, yeah. In Salt Lake, and they have the uh, the Sphinxes there guarding the front doors. Yeah, right on South Temple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and that place, like I guess, hasn't really been touched, which is pretty cool. That's so cool. I guess they still meet there, and that place is apparently haunted. Obviously, they took us there on the ghost tour, so spooked. Yeah. I am spooked. Good. I hope that was a little nostalgic for you. That definitely brought back that memory. But it is like, I don't have a picture-perfect memory of it. I just like vaguely remember seeing the building and thinking, nope, nope. (laughs) (laughs) I was scared myself. So actually, maybe it wasn't me who was enticing you to (laughs) to get out of the car. (laughs) I I actually don't remember getting out of the car. So that's, that's funny you say that. So... Who knows? Maybe my memory is just off on this one, but. Well, traumatic events can yeah. stay with you for a long time. So <laughs> I'm sure you're right. I remember holding my Frisbee like hard <laughs> and just like having the widest eyes possible. Just being like, <gasps> I don't want to go up the stairs. <laughs> yeah. Well, if it, once again, if it was me, I apologize. 18 years later. <laughs> That's okay. Let's just blame our sister. I blame our sister. <laughs> Boo hoo. All right, well, uh, yeah, anything else? That's everything. Okay, guys, thanks for listening. We'll, uh, We'll scare you on the next episode. Stay spooky. See ya. Bye.